0: Is your home or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I look at your home. <laughs> yeah. It's a more warm if you close that gate. Just one one for air is enough. Yeah. Okay, you feel better here? Yeah. That's what I thought. Let's do some little technique, technical uh, things to take care You can put Okay? Important is the, the lower up to the floor have to really cover all the floor and over over cover. So it's be warmer, okay? Yeah, well, originally, we can't use this because I have not finished doing it, but uh, it's okay. it's okay. It's warm, huh? Yeah, I know you don't like house. <laughs> uh, you like cave. Yeah, so you can go home and boast to people, say, so I, I meditate in a cave. Yeah. So people think that you are yogis. Some kind of yogis, huh? You feel like you are yogis? Oh, you are. <laughs> and we can move the Himalaya and put around here. <laughs> and then you feel really you are a yogi. Huh? <laughs> Do you need a mountain? No. Oh, we have a lot but small hills, not mountain really, it's okay. And you can say that you you stay in the foot of the mountain <laughs> and you meditate in a cave. <laughs> what is all the truth? It nah? doesn't matter, it doesn't have to be the Himalaya. huh? as long as it's a little mountain and a little cave. Yeah, it's a good cave. Yeah, okay. Uh, Well. All right. Welcome to the cave. (laughs) (laughs) Now, some Taiwanese people just came, huh? Yeah, this is good. Uh, you feel warmer now after the gate? is, uh, Yeah? Good. Okay. Yeah, everyone okay otherwise? Okay. Actually, we're lucky to still have this. huh? And, uh, you know, so we still can use it. It doesn't look as pretty, but we use it. Okay, huh? Yeah, the thing is, uh, too much echo and uh, many things still need painting, huh? Need repairing a little bit, and, uh, wow, it's all a need painting. The wall, we just leave it at is, Never mind, we don't look at the wall. Huh? <laughs> we don't look at the ceiling. We use it first, uh, paint later, huh? Okay, yeah. okay? It's a broken place. Don't tell anybody. We're not supposed to use a broken place. You are saints. You're supposed to have a better place. Yeah? That's what it is. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) Yeah. But this is heaven, huh? Okay. Ha. You know, I just open the book and it say the palace of God. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Uh. This body is the Lord's temple. It is there that the jewel of knowledge is revealed. This is from Guru Amadas. Uh, he is the Sikh guru, eh? You know, right? Okay. Guru Nanak Ji or Dev. Guru Nanak Dev. Well, that's a title, okay? They call the master Guru Ji or Param Ji, uh, Maharaji, or Guru Dev. Dev means Deva, divine, okay? Yeah. Now Guru Nanak Dev once went to Mecca. Ah, he's a Sikh. He went to Mecca. Wow, is it allowed? (laughs) Mecca is the holy city of Muslims. What is the guy doing there? (laughs) Especially a founder of a religion like Guru Nanak. Hmm, something is very, very... Not wrong. <laughs> now, hmm, I didn't plan this story. Actually, I planned to read it, but I didn't have time last night. Many other things occupy me too much, and I have to read a lot of uh, report and other things, and many other things occupy me, you know, like how you behave all day, also came back and haunts me at night. <laughs> and many other things I have to take care, and then I, you know, I forgot, okay? Mostly at night, sometimes if I retreat or something, I read books, yeah? So that I have some story to tell you. Because for me alone, I don't need to read any book. I don't need to know any story. I just uh, go sleep, <laughs> I leave the body in bed, <laughs> and then I go collect story the whole universe. <laughs> I don't need to read, but nevertheless, you like these things, okay? So anyway, I didn't plan to uh, to spy on Guru Nanak Dev that he went to Mecca as a Sikh, okay? But now, see, fancy that, huh? A Sikh, a Sikh master, a founder of a great religion went to Mecca to pay homage to a Muslim's holy shrine. Can you imagine that? Why does he do that? Huh? Tell me, tell me quick. Anybody who knows. He's enlightened. Ah, he's enlightened. What else? That's it, it boiled out to that. He is (laughs) enlightened. When you are enlightened, you have no more discrimination between religions because there isn't any. There ain't none, as they say, and any religion to begin with, right? It's only the teaching of the Master they left behind, and everybody, you know, using their intellect to try to understand the Master's uh, motive and teaching. And therefore, it became Sikhism, Buddhism, Catholicism, Christianism. I told you already, and you all know that already. There's no need to say anymore. And here is to prove it. Ah, we have the proof, you know, at least. Uh, that Guru Nanak went to Mecca, we caught him. And said, black and white, it's printed. It's not me talking. <laughs> it's black and white. Huh? And it's published, you know, openly. Everybody can read it. So, cannot tell me that I made it up. The book, you can buy and read it. You can read all of them. Maybe you don't need me to explain. It's called Tales of the Mystic Eats. Yeah? Okay? And it's uh, published somewhere (laughs) in the world. You want to know? Hmm. I know where it's published? Wow, they're published everywhere. I think it's uh, published from huh? from Biyasa in India, huh? You know the great uh, congregation of uh, uh, people who come and practice light and sound, yeah, just like us. Hmm? I think they published this. I don't say anywhere. Where are you published? Ah, I'm right, Radha Swami Sasangbias. Oh, look at that. I know everything. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Printed by Baba Bakanath. Printers in New Delhi. Okay. Now you know where to find it, eh? Oh. Uh yeah. So you can find it easily, huh? Internet nowadays. You can't even read the whole book from in the internet. You have no need to even buy. Yeah, sometimes they they let it open just like some of our books and things are open, yeah, for the public. Okay now. Okay. So, for this we know Guru Nanak definitely is enlightened, yeah? Because the first thing uh, an enlightened person get rid of is discrimination, racism, yeah? Uh, thinking uh, who is better than whom, yeah? Therefore, this is a proof that Guru Nanak is enlightened. And anyone who has no discrimination like that, yeah between religion, between race, between creeks, between nations, between colors of the skin, between professions, yeah, between uh, educations, these are the enlightened people who has no discrimination between any of these. yeah Education, not necessarily, now that we know that education not necessarily means you have a PhD or a doctor degree. Education is somebody who is spiritually enlightened, elevated, yeah? And no direct knowledge from God. Now, Guru Nanak is one of those. So he went to Mecca. Over there, he met a famous quasi-Rukh nurin and... This uh, Muslim uh, Master asked him Tell me, O Nanak Can you describe The palace of God to me? How many towers Does it have? How many doors? And how many turrets? Now listen well to the reply This is not something to be ignored It is worth noting well Guru Nanak replied to uh uh, Ruknuddin, You should know, dear Ruknuddin, he replied with a smile, "Eh? that the palace and temple of God is a human body. It has twelve towers. The hand, the forearm, the upper arm made three on each arm. Whilst the feet Legs and thighs made another three on each leg. Wow, he's very detailed. <laughs> I didn't know we have 12 towers. <laughs> the palace has nine doors. And these, Ruknudin, are the two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, the mouth... The two lower apertures, it has 52 turrets, 32 teeth in the mouth and 20 nails on the hands and feet. Wow, he was a mathematician. (laughs) Thanks to him that we know we have so many towers and (laughs) turrets and columns and whatever next. But mind you, not all of us have all these eyes. Don't cheat, huh? Some of us lose some teeth already. So, uh, you cannot uh, proclaim uh, the way he does. Maybe when he say that, he has all the, you know, teeth and limbs, everything intact. Some of us are all, uh, <laughs> we don't have many, but we can repair it. Yeah. Actually, we could even have a little more of that, huh? Nowadays, you can even have extra hands and feet, right? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> are there any spare part for sale yet? No, huh? <laughs> but they are making it, no? They're making it. Okay. Now. Wow. But God's palace of light is extraordinary and indescribable. Guru Nanak continue. This human body is the Lord's mosque. The mosque, yeah. And through it, God is constantly calling each one of us from above. But we are asleep and cannot hear him. We bow down to God in the holy places of the world. But has anyone ever found God outside? Never. The way to the palace of light is through the human body, the mosque of the living God. Ha. So now we know that maybe he went to Mecca because uh, this Muslim teacher has invited him to go there, perhaps. Otherwise, why does the Muslim ask a Sikh about God? Yeah. Uh, in those days, maybe Guru Nanak's fame have been uh, spreading far and wide for his divine knowledge and uh, holy manner. Maybe yeah. So even the Muslim follow him. Yeah. Some of the Muslim want to know. So he must have been introduced by some of the Muslims to this uh, teacher Muslim. Now, we, we all know that uh, being a Muslim teacher by no means, you know, like he's maybe um, a scholar, Muslim scholar, yeah? well-versed in the Quran. But that probably uh, doesn't uh, qualify him to be an enlightened master as thus, yeah? So of course, some of the Muslim, ordinary Muslim, might have heard of Guru Nanak, or might even have been initiated by him, and might have been even enlightened by him and by the Kwaning method. Well, we know the Guru Nanak practice Kwaning method. Well, I can prove it, but it's a long way, because in the Grand Sahib, which is the uh, holy scripture of the Sikh. Always mention about light and sound, light and sound, yeah, and all that. But we don't go into that now. Maybe another time we will expound on the Gran Sahib, yeah. But we're not going to that now. It's uh, take a long time, man. Okay, yeah. Uh, perhaps you can also buy a Gran Sahib and learn it yourself and tell me where the sound, where is the mother line? The Gran Sahib is the holiest scripture. Uh, the one yeah just like the Quran in the Muslim and the Sikh people worship it yeah because the master is all gone now or some master is still there but the ordinary Sikh yeah the one who doesn't follow any enlightened guru they worship the Grand Sahib and try to live accordingly yeah that's also fine yeah everybody walk according to their strength run according to their Fitness, eh? so we don't hurry anyone. I'm just telling you for your information. Now, we continue with this. Hmm? So even though uh, Guru Nanak told this uh, Muslim teacher that the human body is a palace of God, nevertheless, he also said that there's a palace of light. Yeah? Yeah, okay? So he said that the way to the palace of light is through the human body, the mosque of the living God, or the temple, or the uh, church of the living God, okay? So we all know that already, yeah? We cannot find God without. We look within the so-called human body and mind, yeah, and then we find God, no? Mm Mm-hmm. From the height of this lofty mansion, the Lord is always calling. None can hear it. They are sleeping. Though the Lord goes on waking all, how unfortunate all are to be sleeping. Since none hear the call, those awake, it is they who hear it and attain union with their Lord." Are you awake? Yes! Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Master, I'm awake. <laughs> it's all right. You are trying your best. Uh, many of you um, try not to sleep at night and meditate through. I really admire your courage and your uh, effort. Eh? No matter if you fail while you're sitting or not, you are trying your best. And that's what counts, yeah, in the kingdom of God. But don't listen to that and then, you know, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, allow yourself to snore the night through while sitting. <laughs> and I know some of you even buy those very comfy chairs. <laughs> and you just lean back and then put your leg straight in the front and even lean on the two arm, and then just... <laughs> yeah. Just wow the night away <laughs> Okay, be honest to yourself though huh? I'm not going around and calling anybody's name <laughs> It is you who has to fight against your own sleepiness yeah? Maybe until one day you get used to it then maybe you won't sleep anymore. Hmm? There's one thing to keep awake also, the coldness, yeah? the coldness. <laughs> but when it's too cold, you also become restless. You can't meditate very well, so the temperature must be just right. Or you fight too long, you get tired, and then you go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. The story was very clear, huh? The palace of God. So there's no need for me to explain you any further. If you want another story, I'm willing to read it to you. You want to, 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 to buy, buy, buy it or I, 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 I... You want me to read I will try, okay? (laughs) Okay, we may have a little bit fun like that, but we should never make fun of actual person. If you know a person is stutter or anything like that, never ever make fun like that. It is okay to have a little fun now and again, yeah? But never ever make fun of handicapped people in any form at all. You promise? Okay, good, good. But uh, that story of the in the Bible, you know? Yeah. It was a very good lesson, yeah? Every time I tell the joke, it's not just a joke. Sometimes you have to ponder the meaning of it, yeah? I don't always spoon-feed you with uh, uh, gurgitated uh, food. Now, you have to think why Master told that joke, huh? Is it? to make fun of the uh, stuttering people? No, no, no. I want to tell you that no matter how handicapped you are in any form, you still can be useful, yeah, if you try. Even using that as a tool. So think about all that anytime, okay? Uh, Suppose I tell a handicapped joke like that. It's not for you just to laugh, okay? It's fine to have a little fun. I don't think they might. But learn the lesson behind it, okay? We are just very normal, yeah? Very endowed with all the blessing, all the instruments of a human being, all the intelligence that we can master. My God, and we're not doing anything good for humankind or not doing anything that is to promote peace and spiritual elevation for humankind, then we should feel ashamed. That's what I mean, okay? Never mind. I guess some of you know already, but the one who doesn't ponder over the meaning, I'm just reminding you, okay? Right. Good. Now, there's another story here called Getting Read of Flies. Can that be? I haven't read it. <laughs> okay. I love books. It's just sometimes I don't have too much time, you know, too many books and too many other things to do. Uh, whenever I have time or when retreat like this, I do read books at night so I can have some selecting story for you. Many of the story I told you, I have to read the whole night, the whole book sometimes in order to pick out one or two. Yeah? But I'm sure this book, I don't have to pick any because it must be all good in there. Okay? But normally, if I read ordinary books or story books, I have to pick. But in order to pick, I have to read the whole books it's like diamond you know the people who find diamond they have to dig the whole mountain of dirt and then one by one a little sieve at a time they sieve it through and then they find maybe one or two diamond a rough diamond similarly like story books they are not always uh, suitable for practitioners you know they are full of sometimes war and fighting or meat and flesh and drink i don't want to you know, burden you with all that thing. So I have to really pick good stories, yeah? That is serving your spiritual purpose. yeah. But this kind of book, maybe I don't even need to pick. <laughs> but nevertheless, I intended to read it first, but I didn't have a chance last night. Okay, now, getting rid of flies. Mm-hmm. Here is a saying from Ansari of Herat one of the spiritual master, oh beloved I can think of no other and in my love care for none else my heart is now thy dwelling place it has no place for any other who can that be that he loves so much hmm God yeah His divine, God-like master, perhaps, yeah? Or God himself. God manifested in the form of a master, yeah? Wow. Such a devotion. No wonder he became a master and famous. Even his saying is printed in this precious book. So he must have been very enlightened eh? and very devoted then, huh? Okay. If we are half as devoted as that... We probably became masters so soon. I'll go to the fifth level with flying color. Mm. Okay, never mind. Take your time. You cannot force a child who is just a toddler to run, eh? Okay, so I let you all go in your own time. Hmm? As long as you're going. <laughs> when Raja Gobi chand, and Raja Bathari became sadhus. People followed them everywhere, believing that monarchs who had given up their thrones must possess great merit. How many of these people had spiritual aspirations was a matter of considerable doubt. For some, ask for the gift of a son others for more wealth and still others ask for fame hmm hmm funny huh I become a sadhu still want a son and want fame is that correct son fame wealth <laughs> Why bother become sadhus? <laughs> okay. Well, some people is possible. Is possible like that. I don't mean maybe not these people, but maybe he means other people. Huh? Mean other people. Uh, I know uh, it is said that some uh, people, you know, are in a Buddhist tradition, in some other country, huh? Maybe not in Taiwan. Some other country they uh, uh, became a monk and nun just for a short period of time to gain more uh, merit or something like that. So it is this possible, yeah, it's possible that it might happen yeah, to gain merit for some worldly uh, smoothness, you know, I become more rich or more prosperous or more son, more daughter. So uh, for that reason, they shaved their head for a while. Just to gain that, what they want. Uh, I don't think this is a majority of people who do that in the monk order of other countries. But the uh, minority probably do have this kind of motive to become a monk and nun. Eh? Uh, okay, why not? <laughs> Whatever. Huh? But if to just to shave your head and uh, wear a softened robe and go out and begging, that will earn your merit. I have doubt. You know, I have doubt that this kind of doing would ever gain you anything, even, yeah? Even if you want a worldly gain, I'm not sure if uh, God would be bribed thus so quickly and cheap. (laughs) Maybe lower God. I'm not sure why shaving your head, uh, don't in a softened robe, you know, yellow robe, and go out begging or stay in the temple and recite in the sutra... Or not reside in the Sutra, getting offering from the public while not working, I am not sure how that would bring merit to the person who undergoes such action. Do you remember I told you the story about the five white uh, cranes who flew around a monk? Yes, because they were the the disciples of that monk in their former lives, and they didn't have enough merit for taking such a great festive offering the way the master does, but they insist too, because they feel that if the master have food and offering, well, why not them? You know the master is not fair, should take them with him to enjoy all this uh, merry-go-round stuff. So the master had no choice but to take them with him. And then, because they didn't have enough merit, next life they cannot even become a human again to continue practice as a monk. They have to become a crane to fly everywhere with him. All right, to be a crane also not too bad, really, I'm telling you. <laughs> Just cannot do Kuan Ying very well. <laughs> we uh, we need some limbs, eh? Yeah. Yeah to practice Groning Method. That's why everybody likes to be a human. Yeah? And that's why the Buddha said to be, to be born as a human is a very precious opportunity, as precious as if there is a blind turtle who lives very deep in the bottom of the sea and then every thousand years coming up to the surface of the water one time. And then at that time, there must be a piece of wood floating on top of that surface. And that blind turtle must be able to put his head through a little hole of that piece of floating wood on the sea. There is no such thing. Perhaps it's just the Buddha wanted to emphasize how difficult it is to get a human body. So treasure yours, Hmm? especially when you still have enough. Limbs to practice kwaning method, please do use any seconds of your life. Yeah, to elevate your spiritual status.) <laughs> Don't wait, okay? Don't wait, because you have only your own karma to carry, so it's easier to take care. Don't wait until the karma pounds upon you and deprive you of the uh, privilege of having all the instrument to practice Kunning Method. Understand me? Yes. Run, race with the karma. Race. Go ahead of your karma. Practice, and then the karma can only <sighs> panting <laughs> behind you. Okay. Now, thank you for that. <laughs> we continue with the story. Here, we have given up our kingdom mm-hmm. to lead the lives of ascetics. Both of the kings thought to themselves, and yet people do not leave us alone. The best thing to do would be to leave the town and live well away from it. The kings said to themselves. Accordingly, they went to live in a potter's hut that was in the farthest outskirts of a town, and there they began to meditate in earnest. For quite a long time, they were left alone and in peace. But it is difficult to hide for long, the fragrance of the jasmine. Ha! Huh. We all know that very well. And soon, the reputation of the two holy men began to spread anew, and everyone in the town and its vicinity knew that two saintly men were living in the potter's hut. Wow! 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 <laughs> wow! Well, this kind of story, maybe I told you before already. Nah, never mind we pretend we didn't hear it we clap anew <laughs> okay so because of that uh, the Raja of that area Raja means the king of that uh, small country at the time in the old time India was divided yeah into many kingdoms and Raja uh, resides in one of those kingdoms every Kingdom, small kingdom have a raja. Raja means king, yeah? Yeah. Therefore, when people address a the master, they call him Maharaja. Yeah, or Maharaji. Yeah, okay, mean above king. Yeah, super king, like that. That makes all the king jealous sometimes, huh? Okay, so the raja, also curious, and said, oh, come, take all the court officers and army. Let's go visit the two holy men. You know, the Raja or any leaders of the country, when they wanted to visit any holy man, is not necessarily for spiritual guidance or spiritual elevation. They want to have merit, you know, because everybody know, especially in India, from all the scripture it is said that to be in the presence of a holy saint is uh, worth more than going to temples or... Uh, pilgrimage anywhere in the world for many lifetimes. So everybody knows that. So even the king knows that, so he wants to go there and get some merit, perhaps. Yeah, let's see what his intention can be. Okay, now, because the kings and the court officials make a lot of noise and go with the gong and drum and trumpet, of course, ne? yeah, and the whole country also stir up. Everybody follow. <laughs> Don't care where the king's going. It's a very uh, noisy party and a very happy party. Let's join them. <laughs> so the whole song of the whole kingdom follow behind the king. Now can you imagine? For the two spiritual saintly king who wanted to have peace and quiet, this is really an award. No, <laughs> very festive. And noisy, dusty, and wow, all kinds of people. Okay. Hearing the noise of the crowd outside, Gobin Chan and Bathari consulted each other to work out a plan through which they could regain their solitude and peace. We must, by all means, get rid of the flies. <laughs> they call them the flies. Well, It is like sugar. If you leave it open, you know the smells can dissipate to very many miles away, and they attract all the flies from the vicinity. You know that, yeah. So the saintly people are likened to the sweetness of the candies or sugar. So sooner or later, (laughs) the flies will smell it and come all over. Mm. In my office, nah. They, my attendant very kindly put uh, candies, you know, cough candy, all kind of candies and cakes and all that, in case I want to snack. I don't normally do it, but uh, when I invited some workers or some working team come to my office, then I reward them with such things. That is fine. Nevertheless, the ants, they know it before I even. <laughs> Before I even announce it to anybody, they already come in uh, armies of them, came directly onto the sugar candy and begin enjoying themselves. <laughs> Maybe they think they're also working team. <laughs> well, they are. <laughs> they are working teams, yes. Nobody, nobody deny that the ants are very, very diligent in organizing their working team in their kingdom, they build palaces for the queen and, and they, uh, for the officers of the court. They are sub- a very sophisticated working uh, system, eh? and they have a, a hierarchy, right? And the, the working and working, very diligent. To supply whatever the queens and the court officers need, you know that yourself, and I tell you what whenever I observe an ant hill, wow, I cannot help but feel very awed, you know, very uh, impressed because the way they build the, the, the ant hill is like a palace with nothing. Well, look at what the ants have, just an antenna and a mouse, and some very feeble legs to crawl on. And they build such an anthill like that. Compared to us, it's like we're using our bare hand to build the state uh, building in America, you know, in in New York. You know what I mean? By hand. It's amazing. It's amazing. (laughs) And we think they are not intelligent. We think they are just insects. Oh, no, maybe they're more intelligent than us Now, please, don't step on any ants, okay? If you see them somewhere, remove them Put them on a tree somewhere So they don't get trampled upon, on on tree, okay? Or far away in a big bush So people don't even go in there Now, you know that you won't do it But just in case some of you knew And think ants are nobody They do have a body, okay? (laughs) So uh, take care of their body, all right? Imagine it's you. Anytime you see any small insect, imagine it's you. Last night I had to fight hard with a butterfly, not a moth, to bring him out to freedom. I keep telling him I don't harm you, I'm gonna bring him. but he flap 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 away all the time. <laughs> it took me some time to calm him down and put him in a cup and then cover with a piece of paper, yeah, and then bring him out into the flower areas. I put him on top of the flower because he was so tired, uh, flapping too much. So in case he needs some nectar, he can recover. You know, eat something first <laughs> and then fly away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, uh, you know, if you put him on the flower, maybe he can recover quicker. You know, he can draw some nectar first, like a food, you know? Like if somebody are hungry, you put him in a restaurant or kitchen or the dining table first, no? Let him eat something. <laughs> then he can go away, no? Yeah. Okay. If you can, eh? if you can, yeah. Sometimes I take an ant out, but he's tired already for being in the house too long. So I have to give him a little bit of sugar water next to it, and he drink, 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 and then he feel, <laughs> voila, <laughs> I'm super, and then then he crawl away, yeah. But he doesn't. He bring back his friends. <laughs> Make a party for s- out of that drop of sugar water. How many ants can enjoy? Yeah. All right. Where are we? Hmm, the flies. Yeah. Hmm, they're flies. Okay, now we go back to the story. Okay. They wanted to get rid of the so-called flies. I hope the raja are not offended. Since they're already dead, maybe they forgive us. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, the Raja and his party had seated themselves near the potter's hut and were waiting for the holy man to come out and speak to them of spiritual matters, if they even understand any of that. When Gobi-chan and Bathory were ready, they came out of their hut looking at each other with pretended hostile glances. Yeah. There you know already the story, yeah? Uh, So they begin to talk. Today I will go and do the begging. Yeah, say Gobichan. So demanded, Pathari. So that is your plan, is it? Let me remind you that you were begging yesterday and ate all of the sweets that were given to you. What did I get? Absolutely nothing. They tell lies. You shouldn't do that. (laughs) Actually, white lies, yeah? (laughs) We also don't tell white lies. Maybe they had to, that this is an absolutely emergency case. Within a minute, they began fighting with each other. What kind of holy men are these who fight for food? The Raja exclaimed. He was utterly disgusted. Come, let us all depart at once. So away went the Raja and all his courtiers, soldiers and subjects. Gopichan and Bathari breathed sign of relief. <sighs> <sighs> Thank God. They said, Now we have got rid of all the flies. We will be left in peace to devote ourselves to love for the Lord. Finished the story. Yeah. Yeah, never mind. We have heard that story before again and again, it won't hurt. Huh? You eat bread, potatoes every day, it doesn't hurt you. <laughs> huh? The Chinese and the Vietnamese and the Asians eat rice with milk every day, it doesn't hurt them. So why should it hurt us to hear good spiritual story again and again and again, right? Yeah. I'm sorry, I haven't read that story I told you. That's why <laughs> I repeated it. <laughs> but never mind. Every time it's new, right? Every time, Miss New. Every time you eat potato, do you feel like you have eaten yesterday and you're bored? No. Every time you eat bread or baguette for breakfast, did you feel like you're bored because it's uh, already repeated? No. Yes or no? no? No. How about the Chinese? Every day you eat rice for breakfast, lunch and dinner. Did you feel any time bored with the rice? No. no. Yes or no? that's correct so (laughs) in that case I will tell this story again and again (laughs) and again you already told me huh don't go back on your words huh you are spiritual saints okay now I know there's no need for me to read any more books (laughs) Every night, I sacrifice my time to scan out good stories for you. Oh, where else you will just be satisfied with any wonder story I keep telling again and again? That would be very wonderful. Then we all have time to meditate. Yeah? Because I don't have to read books again to screen out good stories for you. I save more time to meditate and rest. And since you heard the story already, you can just nod or sleep or whatever. Then <laughs> we both have a lot of time. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good idea. Hmm, maybe we we'll do that. But right now, I think you're hungry. I let you go eat and don't tell lies. <laughs> don't tell lies. <laughs> Never mind. Maybe i see you in the evening, Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your kindness. Even though you heard the story again, you clap like first time. (laughs) And you laugh like never heard of it before. Good, good boy, good girl. Good audience, good audience. (laughs) That is what people call positive encouragement, right? (laughs)